0: Everybody. This is Christine Rodriguez and this is the second episode to my podcast. Um, this is basically part one of the beginning of my life. Um, and if you've listened to my last episode, you know my podcast is going to be about my life and my struggles and my challenges and everything I've overcame and how I made it to where I am today um so i'm gonna start with the very beginning of my life um so from the very beginning uh, my grandparents raised me since basically the day i was born uh, my mom worked a lot so my grandparents took me to daycare fed me while she was away at work um there were seven of us who lived with my grandparents. Uh, it was my mom, my two sisters, my biological dad, my grandparents, and myself. Uh, we live in Michigan, um, downstate in Ann Arbor, um, all in our trailer with my grandparents. Uh, for those of you who might be wondering why my grandparents took care of me and not my dad, uh, my dad, and I'm going to be very honest here, was a legal immigrant from Mexico and also an abusive alcoholic. My mom married him because she became pregnant with me and he wanted to help her raise me. So they decided to get married so he could stay in the country. Um, but he would drink and drink and drink therefore my grandparents raised me and took care of me while my mom was at work and he would become abusive not to me but to my mom um, so I don't really have a lot of memories of my dad my biological dad the last memory I have of him was when I was three my mom divorced him because she was tired of being abused and him being alcoholic and just drinking every day all day so she divorced him and then he went to jail because he was abusing my mom I think at ap- I think after the divorce I was three years old when this happened so I'm not sure what happened Um, so he went to jail and he was staying there until he was deported back to Mexico and the last memory I have is walking to the jail the jail at three years old and walking up to the glass pane with the phone and just holding my hand against the glass and then just leaving and that's the last time I ever saw my dad um so I'm not really going to talk about my dad a whole lot because obviously I don't know him uh the one thing I will say is I was sad for a really long time because I did Want my biological dad in my life. I wanted him to get better, but I understand addiction is hard hard to beat because I know other people who have had addictions and have overcame, but it was hard for them. And I know others who have relapsed because addiction is hard to beat, and I understand that. But I wish he could find he could have found it deep down inside of him to get help or try, at least try but I know it isn't always easy, and I don't, and I get it, I understand why he just couldn't, because it is hard, I understand. He might have tried, I don't know, because I was too young, but, um, I know addiction is really tough. Um, So, no, I don't plan on ever meeting him in my life because I have built up this image of him. And part of me doesn't want to ruin it, but also because I consider my grandpa my real father. And I just feel like my biological father doesn't, shouldn't get the right to know me or see me. Um, because how I am today is because of my grandparents, my grandpa and grandma, and not him. Um... So there's that. So my grandparents raised me. Um, uh, my sisters, eh, they didn't really raise them at all. My sisters were or, or, were in our order, so they kind of did their own thing while my mom was at work and my grandparents couldn't really control them. Um, so my grandparents want retired. My grandpa retired first, so. They didn't want to live downstate anymore. So my grandpa came up north and found a house in a place called Lakes of the North. And it's woodsy and the houses are spread apart. It's like a little community in itself without the stores and gas stations and all that. Um, But I kept calling my grandpa asking him when he was coming home, and he would always say he is he was home. And I didn't really get it at first because, you know, I was a little kid. Um, and my grandma was still downstate with us, with my mom and my sisters and I, because she was still working and she wasn't going to retire for a couple of months, I believe. Um, and I kept calling, and then I finally got it that he wasn't coming back downstate to live with us he was staying up there and I was just he took me my grandpa took me camping up here and I just fell in love and I wanted to move up here with him and my mom was busy with work and my sisters so she decided to grant guardianship to my grandparents so my grandparents got guardianship and I moved up north with my grandpa my grandma was still living downstate because she wasn't retired yet. And the very first thing that happened was this was the week I came up here. Um, we were outside on the porch, my grandpa and I, and I was like five, four or five. I I kind of forgot. Um, but I walked down the steps on the porch and then I walked to the driveway, and down the end of the driveway, and as and as soon as I got to the end, my grandpa yelled, there's the bear, and oh my gosh, I ran back to the porch, terrified and crying. Now I can laugh about it, because you know, I'm 20 years old, and it was funny. It Well, not then, but now I can laugh. Um but that made me terrified to sleep in my room because I was afraid a bear would come in through my window. So I slept I slept on the couch. Um and yep. He made me afraid to sleep in my room because he said there's the bear. Um but now it's funny to me. And yeah. So, Lakes of the North has a swimming pool. I don't know if it still has it, but the la- when I lived there, it had a horse stable, a golf course. I believe it still has its restaurants. Uh, two lakes, a campground, a winter a building where there's ice skating, snowboarding, and all that jazz. Um... We used to ride horses, go swim. Well, I used to go swimming. Um, We used to ice skate together, my grandpa and I. And then, like, two weeks after I came to officially live with him, my grandpa took me camping. And this is also a funny story. Well, now it is to me. Um, So, we had a pop-up camper, and... So pop-up campers don't have bathrooms, usually. I don't know if there's any pop-up campers that have bathrooms. Um, so we had to use the bathrooms that the campground had, and it was in a brown building, and the women went on one side and men on the other. And so I took my shower first, and then my grandpa told me to sit on a log, well, on a bench, and wait for him to take his shower and be done. And, you know... I'm like four or five years old, um, and I all and I'm a curi- I was a curious girl, like you know, little kids can't stay very long, can't sit very long, and when you're in a campground, and you have all these new things, and you have you have freedom, basically, no one's watching you. He was not neglectful, I promise you, because I was, I usually listened, but this is the one time I really did not listen at all. So I was sitting on the bench, and after a while, I thought he would be done very quickly, right? But that wasn't my case. So it felt like infinity, I was just sitting there, making myself entertained, and all of a sudden I hear kids laughing, I smell fire s'mores and dogs and I get curious so I'm like I know my way back and I'm gonna be back in time when he when he gets out of the shower so I walk away looking for this campsite with all this wonderful smells and noise and all that um but I lost my way back to the bench (laughs) and As usual and what's normal for parents to do when their kids aren't where they're supposed to be is freak out so my grandpa is walking around looking for me asking people if he knew where I was no one knew no one saw me and I I still feel bad because I'm like, I didn't want to give him a heart attack. I didn't want him to think I was hurt or kidnapped or something like that. I was just a young, curious kid wanting to have fun. Um, but he finally, there was this car owned by the camp owners with me in the front. And they were bringing back to my grandpa. And, you know, I didn't know the severity of it until I got older and then he repeated that story to people and to me um, so yeah I got back to him safely I wasn't kidnapped I did see the campground with the fire and the kids and the smoke but the camp owner got me got me in their car before I was able to go to the fire. And I, they were the camp owners because they had uniforms on. Or they were the helpers. Or they they were employees, not helpers, I'm sorry. Um, another fun story from that camping trip was there was a thunderstorm. I don't know how long we stayed there. But one night, there was a thunderstorm. So we brought all of our chairs in so they weren't get soaked. So I was on the bed on the right and my grandpa was on the bed on the left so i woke up and there was thunder lightning the rain and all that and i opened my eyes and i swear i saw the chairs with faces and they were walking towards me they had mean faces and as a little kid you get scared easily and i was terrified so i got up and ran past the walking chairs which i don't believe they were walking anymore now, I'm, as an adult, I don't think they were walking. It was just my mind being scared. And I ran to my grandpa's bed, and I slept with him the whole night. And I closed my eyes real tight and didn't open them until morning. But that was really scary. That was also a story I tell people about that camping trip. Um, so, finally, my grandma decided to retire early and come up to with us to Lake the North to live obviously I'm sorry and you know it was great I started kindergarten um and I met this girl Skylar and she became my childhood best friend um so if you don't not many people may know Lake the North it's really a summer retreat for people like people buy the houses but don't come up until summer some people use them as winter lodgings for snowmobiling and all that. Um, It's like a vacation home for some people. Um, There are are people who do live there full-time. But with that being said, there weren't many kids. And the houses were spaced out. So there weren't many kids as it was. And it gets lonely. So I had to, like, entertain myself. But I met this girl, Skylar who lived only like two or three blocks away from me. And that was great. So we became best friends, and it was just awesome. Um, We would ride bikes, go swimming, go um, ice skating, go horseback riding. And I loved it. I was so happy there was a a girl my age, like three blocks away from me, that I could play with. So I didn't have to entertain myself all the day and all the dang time. Um, But they moved away, um, like a year or two later, I believe, Uh, and we lost touch. So it was back to entertain myself again, and then I met this other girl named Rebecca. She lived five or six blocks away, and we became good friends. And I hadn't. So it was awesome. I had a friend to entertain me again and just spend the night with and hang out and play and go swimming and ice skating and all that fun stuff. Um so yeah. So Lake are North was home and it was awesome. Like I loved it. Um Oh, speaking of Lakeside North and the horse stables. So, this is another funny story that I always I al I also always tell people. So, the horse stables had a requirement. You had to be 8 years old to go on trail rides. I have no idea why. Uh you had to wear a helmet, of course, but it was 8 years old, but I was 7 turning 8. Like two months no a few months later um but they decided to let me go on a trail ride if my grandpa came so he decided to because i was really wanting to go on a trail ride and there was another girl my age on this trail ride. so we went we got geared up we went on the ride, and like 10 minutes in a big turkey flew in from the lead horse, and all the horses got scared. So I was tiny. I was a skinny, short girl. So I fell off my horse. Don't worry. Again, I was wearing a helmet. The horse didn't kick me, and I fell on a thing of sand. It was great. And the other girl stayed on. The other girl was crying. And like wanting to ride with her mom, not wanting to get back on her horse. She got off her horse. But we couldn't double up, so she had to ride her horse. And then they asked me if I wanted to get back on my horse and I said yes. I was like really excited to ride again. And I don't know, I always have liked the phrase, When you fall off a horse, get back on. Cause it basically describes my life. I've had Terrible things happened to me, but I overcame them, and I got better. So, I I don't know. So, And I loved horses. I I was fine. I wasn't hurt. I don't think she was hurt either. I I just think it scared her more. I used to be so fearless when I was younger. I'm going to be honest. Um, So that's one of my other favorite stories. I have so many stories. Um, but I think I'm going to end right there for this podcast episode. It's just mostly from since I was born until age five. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed the, I believe, three stories I've told you. Um, and in a, hopefully soon I'll do my part two and i really hope you enjoy this episode and the stories and i hope uh, you'll listen to my next the beginning of my life part two um well until then have a nice day week probably week okay have an, i'll talk to you all later bye